189 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here. And this week we've got a plethora of things to talk about. Yes, if this was a, like, it'd be a hodgepodge, as Alex Trebek would say. <laughs> a smorgasbord, if this that, was. Yes. Potpourri. There you go. No. That's, it's getting a little bit too flighty. Let's, let's take it back to, to smorgasbord. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got tons of concerts here we're going to talk yeah. about. A couple albums. Play some music like we always do. But we got to let you know, we're sponsored by DEB Concerts this episode and every episode. DEB Concerts, based out of Tulsa, they bring in tons of shows here to the Ideal Ballroom, which we're a big fan of both the Ideal Ballroom and DEB because the concerts they're bringing in are bands we love. They're badass. Yeah, I mean, in the past they brought in everyone from Lita Ford to Warrant to Tom Kiefer. Winger. I'm drawing a blank. There's oh my way God. more. I've been to all, you know, a bunch of them docking. Docking Firehouse. <laughs> Jack Russell. Yeah, there you go. But speaking of Tom Kiefer, he's coming back. Yes, he is. But that's jumping ahead. Okay. Actually, October 5th, which is just a little over a couple weeks away now, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row will be there. So do I say formerly of Skid Row. Formerly, yeah. If you go to the Sebastian Bach show, you're going to hear... A shitload of Skid Row songs, and it'll be glorious. And Monty Pittman will be opening that show. If you're not familiar with him, check out his solo work. He's got two brand new albums out. One's acoustic laid back stuff. Another one is full on metal. That's right. And he is also Madonna's guitarist. Yes. By the way. I mean, gotta love that. That also features One Bad Son out of Canada. Maybe Sebastian brought them along because he's a Canadian himself. You, you never know. know. Huh. Do, do you think, I mean, that, you know, that that's not, it's not the smallest stage in the world, but at the IDL, but it's not the biggest. Do you think that Sebastian will be able to do his, his mic, his mic twirl? Because he gets it going pretty good. It's, that's it's, a good point. It's more than a twirl. It's, it's, it's like a, a, a cyclone. I think the stage is big enough for it, but I don't think the crowd's far enough away from the stage. Yeah, I know. I, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, you say that. I that's a good point because the times I've seen him has been outside, mm-hmm. you know, like at Rocklahoma. Yeah, I don't, like I don't want a fan to, to catch a in an arena a microphone in in the mouth. Yeah, but I'm sure he's played enough stages like this that he's got a contingency plan in place. Yes, yes, yes. Like maybe, maybe some high a, kicks or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Speaking of high kicks, C.J. McClellan will be at the Ideal Barn. We'll get to that here in a bit. Look what you just did. <laughs> I love that. Well, a week after that, like we mentioned, Tom Kiefer is returning. Tom Kiefer, of course, of Cinderella fame, playing all the hits of Cinderella. He's also got a great solo album out, which he plays a few of those songs as well. That show is October 12th, and it features Sweat and Bullets and Evil Twin. Then we get into November on the 3rd, we've got Kicks coming. We're both very happy about this. Can't wait for that one. Can't wait to see them again. They're a fantastic live band. Sweat and Bullets is also opening that, and Rocket Science is making their way back. Okay. Always a great show from our friends in Rocket Science. And then getting into December on the 8th, L.A. Guns and Junkyard. Oh, shit. L.A. Guns is another band that has been around about a year ago. They'll be back. Always a fun time. And Junkyard, I assume it's a fun time. We have not ever seen them in our lifetime. Never. It's one. It's always been on our list, and it's finally happening. Can't wait. That's going to be great. And like I said, C.J. McClellan will be there because Grind will be opening Opening. this show up. That's right. That's right. And they're a great hard rock band out of the Tulsa area, which you need to get there in time to see, just like all these shows. Definitely. Ideal Ballroom, Eddie Trunk hosts all these shows, so get out there and say hey to him. And as always, we appreciate DEB bringing all these shows in and looking forward to the stuff they've got to announce coming up. Of course. Well, speaking of Grind, and speaking of the Ideal Barroom, the last time Zen Hipster played a show was at the Ideal Barroom five and a half years ago. That, that's right. That's right. And I said both those bands because they're both playing Thunder Underground Fest. That's what I hear. Yeah. Coming up 
what is this is dropping on September 20th. So that means that Thunder Underground Fest is exactly a month away. Exactly a month away. Yes. I mean, let that sink in. What do you think? We've been talking about it for five months, I guess, because I think right. it was six months out when we talked. Yeah, right. I think so. I five think or six so. months. But yeah, the Venue Shrine, Tulsa, Oklahoma, October 19th and 20th. Jason's band Zen Hipsters playing, like we said, Grind, Fist of Rage, The Normandies, Sprout the Anti-Hero, Locust Grove, Archon, Sign of Lies, Claim Your Enemy, Murderous Mary. Like I said, Grind, they're not technically playing. Half the Grind is playing. Yeah. CJ and Dell are playing an acoustic set. And now... I don't want to. I don't want to start naming off bands because I'll probably just repeat shit you said. <laughs> I was hoping maybe someone popped in your head that I hadn't said yet because I know there's still a few. But solidify. Yeah, there you go. Those guys are out of Fort Smith, out of Kansas City. We've got Custom Black, and out of Dallas, Texas, we've got From Parts Unknown. So yeah, tons of great bands. We'll run through them all again. We've actually got Steve Ray. Who is hosting the event. Yes, he's coming up on the show. Yeah, we recently recorded an episode with him, and I'll be coming in the next couple weeks. We'll talk about the whole lineup, and of course, we'll run down this as it gets closer. But get on Facebook, just type in Thunder Underground Fest, click on the event. It's got it broken down by Friday and Saturday. Click that you're going, it's only 10 bucks. And why not? For two days, 18 that's, bands. Two that's days. right, that's right. Can't beat that? Can't. All right, so what do we need to get into first here tantric well you know you said my last gig with zen hipster was at the ideal ballroom i think the last time i saw tantric was the at the ideal ballroom I actually thought about that and it was called something else and i can't remember my apologies i can't remember what it was called back then whenever i was thinking about you know listening to this and thinking yeah. remembering that show I was thinking the same thing. I could ask Jason what what it was called. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. There, there, it was I called know a couple it, different things. Yeah, it was I, like there was something. I want to say it was like the Sager Center, or there was something called that. Maybe it was that something right. different. But that's not. I what can't it was, goddamn it? remember. But it was one of those like uh, secret shows that they were promoting. Like they, they threw out four bands, like mystery shows. Which oh, one is right. it going to be? And so it ended up being tantric, but it was, I can't remember all the four or five bands they told you it could be, but it, for some reason, just, you just knew it was tantric. I don't know why, you know, I think they were dropping hints. I don't know. Yeah. Some shit like that. But yes, we saw them at the IDL, but anyways, you know, we, we got their new record a week or two before it came out and we listened to it. And, uh, so, you know, we're just going to kind of go over it. And then give you guys, you know, kind of an idea of, uh, you know, what you will hear if you go pick this up on October 5th. Yeah, it's called Mercury Retrograde. Like you said, it's out the 5th, so here in just a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. If you're in the Tulsa area, pick that up on your way to the Ideal Barn to see Sebastian Bach and Monty Pittman. Why not? Yeah. I, that sounds like a, a, a perfect day, perfect Friday or Saturday, whichever. It's Friday. It has to be Friday. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Tantric, they've went through some lineup changes throughout the years, but of yep. course, Hugo is the mainstay, that voice. The band now features Sebastian Labar, who is the son of Jeff Labar from Cinderella. Oh, really? It, I did not fucking know that. It also features Jaron, I want to say, Jolino. I'm not sure how to say his name correctly, I apologize, but both Sebastian and him are from the band Mach 22. Okay. And then the drummer now is Troy Patrick Farrell. Who you've played Wars with Friends with. <laughs> you hadn't brought that up in a while, have I? Uh, no. Uh -uh. Well, see, I used to... Was he good, or did you beat him? It was a, he was one of the people I was 50-50 with, kind of okay. like, I think, when I played you or whatever. Gotcha. Like, I would... When I went through that spurt where I was playing Wars with Friends all the time, yeah. it was like one of the three or four people that I just... Every, was every day, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I haven't played in probably... Two years now, who knows? Well, I haven't played in forever, and I used to be... Uh, I'm not talking about Words of Friends. Let's get on this record. <laughs> Jesus Christ. More importantly, Troy Patrick Furrow was the drummer for Gilby Clark. Okay. For White Lion. Um, he's, several other bands. He's, he's done kind all of a, kinds of shit. He's a journeyman. Yes. I've seen him many times throughout the years. So it's kind of cool to see him in a band like this now, you know? And when you think of it, you know, Mach 22 and Troy Patrick Furrow's past, you know, those... 
they're both from kind of the melodic rock world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Coming into Tantric, so I don't know if... I don't know. Do you think that affect the sound of the album? Um, I I don't know. It, you know, uh, you know. All I can go by is the bio and just kind of what we know. I mean, um, you know, Hugo Ferrer's the guy, and I don't think it's gonna sound the way he doesn't want it to. Right. So I, I think, and I think he knows, you know, what sound his fans like. And, and what Tantric is supposed to be like. So I think he kept it pretty, pretty, you know, he, he, he kept true to that, I think, on this record. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you think of Tantric and you think of the songs like Breakdown or Astounded, Morning, Down yeah. and Out, you know, the, the radio hits, then you listen to this album, and this thing, it's ten songs, technically nine songs, yeah. one of them is an acoustic version of a previous song, but... You got nine songs, and I'm not just exaggerating. I think every single one of these songs is catchy and well-written enough mm-hmm. that any nine of these songs could get on the radio and be like, Tantric's back. You know, yeah, and yeah, they could all be, they could all be hits as far as, as far as that goes. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole album solid, you know, I think standouts are angry and get them all. I really, I really dug that song. Yeah. Uh, the last stumble was pretty good too. Um, those, those stuck out to me. And I think, you know, hooks is a big, hooks is a big deal. Um, especially with a band like this. Right. Um, you know, coming back to get them all, I liked how it, it, it started kind of acoustic. And then, you know, it had that, had that really cool chorus, you know, um, that had some different stuff going on in it. So. Yeah, I thought the same thing about Lie Awake. That was probably yeah. my favorite song on the album. Yeah. And it just had that, kind of like you said, it would get them all, you know, it starts static. It's got that, what you expect from Tantric, which is that clean guitar mixed in with the, the heavy guitars throughout the chorus. Mm-hmm. And they've done that, like on that. And then Letting Go, the final song, is also the first single. Okay. And it's classic, sounded Tantric, just yeah. like Angry and Get Em All and Lie Awake is as well. And that song, My Forever... You know, just sounds like it could be a huge ballad hit, you know, and it's, and it's, you know, it's a love ballad, but it's in that really kind of dark style mm-hmm. to where you don't just hear it and automatically think this is a love song, which is yeah. always kind of cool. Yeah. And then there's an acoustic version of that at the end. And I always dig that too, because it, when you take a song and strip it down acoustic and it still sounds great, you know, it, it gives a little more emotion. I yeah. Think. And that's how you know you get a really good song. Yeah. Well, we talked about that a million times anyways. Right. Nine new tracks here, basically. Like we say, there's no filler here. So all killer, no filler. And, I mean, you can pop this thing on and you're done in, what, 35, 40 minutes? I, I mean, which I know you're a big fan of. I love albums that. that get in and get out. Yeah, that's that's right. And, you know, they'll be here in Oklahoma City uh, December 15th. That's right. With uh, Puddle of Mud and Fist of Rage. And Sign of Lies. And Sign of Lies. They're at that show, too? Yeah. You know, Sign of... We're going to get into that in a minute. <laughs> but, yeah, fucking... That's... You know, I think... Yeah, I do remember... I did see that flyer. That is cool. That's really cool. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean... Get into... You know, jump back into this band. This is a great record. Do it. Yeah, I mean, it's been... Well, it's been a while now since the first time it came out. It's 2001. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are. But they've kept doing. They've kept doing yeah. stuff. They've, he's never went away. He's yes. kept this band together, and I think the lineup that he's got now is, you know, according to this album, what I hear, and I know, you know, what these guys have done in the past. It's solid as hell. Yeah. Maybe going forward, you know, we'll have a solid lineup here of Tantric for the the years to come. I don't That'd know. be good. And hey, I'm sure in 2021 we'll get a, you know, a 20th anniversary tour. <laughs> Hey, that's just the way these things work, right? You never know. You never know. <laughs> but yeah, like we said, October 5th, Mercury Retrograde. Check it out. All right, let's play some music. Let's do it. We're going to play a band now out of Romania. I haven't got to say that yet on here. That is freaking awesome. We've said, you know, we've said other great, you know. Yes. European countries and of stuff course. throughout the, you know, past three years. But, but now fucking Romania is... Represented. That's right. I love it. This song is called Hell to You. 
and this band is Scarlet Aura.
from Scarlet Aura. That's from their album Hot and Heavy, which just came out a couple weeks ago. So check out that full album. It is great. This band, like we said, is out of Romania. And it's it sounds like it's from Romania, in a way. It's got that European feel. But Definitely. The thing I dig about this is while it sounds like huge power metal, at the same time it also just has a kind of meat and potatoes metal feel to it as well. I get that. I get you that. You know, and a lot of the riffing and stuff. Yeah. And, the, you know, female vocalist, but her voice is pretty gritty at times too, which I really dig that as well. Yeah. And, and you know, um, Hail to You is it's so catchy. You know, and, and it's just really, it's it, it's giving you all your power metal needs. <laughs> which we all have. Uh, we all, even if you don't think you do. You fucking do. Yeah. I mean, that's just all there is to it. That's the thing. I mean, I'm a huge fan of power metal, but I don't listen to it enough. Well, me too. I'm the same yeah. way. And all all of you guys out there listening, you are too. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> that's right. You all want to wear furry boots and yield a sword. Wield a sword. <laughs> excuse me. So just get into it. Oh, yeah. Check them out. Look them up online. You can find the album. Pretty much anywhere you can buy music. They're also on Spotify. But yeah, Scarlet Aura. Check them out. All right. Like I said, coming into this, we've got a few shows that have happened here in the past few weeks mm-hmm. that we haven't got around to talking about. Yeah, we need to catch up on some of this. Yeah, just because of interviews on other episodes where it took up a little too much time or whatever. But yeah, I mean, we've. This isn't really necessarily in order, but I guess I'll go first because most of these. I think all of them except one, we just went to separately. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. What's 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 going on, Trent? Yeah. I mean, what, do I smell? I mean, it, it, have we have we lost the magic? I mean, what's going yeah. on in our relationship? You got a loving girlfriend now, and oh, it's just like I, I don't see anymore. That doesn't that doesn't mean you can't hang out. There's a couple of these I tried to get you to come out to, and you were like, <laughs> "Fuck you." Oh yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. It, this is all on you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> well, I went to Modern Myth Yes. at the Vanguard. They had their CD or album release show, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. They've got it on CD. They've got it on vinyl. They've also got it digitally, of course. So, yeah, get online and check out this album, Tides. It came out about a month and a half ago now, I think. I had yet to see them, you know, live at all. Yeah. You know, we've known... Three of the guys in this band for quite a long time now from the previous band. Don Armada. Yeah, you know, going way back 10, 12 years ago now. Mm-hmm. I mean, further in than that, but I mean, that's probably where it started. Yeah. But they've got Modern Myth now. It's a five-piece, and it's got a real, like you say, you don't like to compare it to people, but it's easy to compare. You know, they've got kind of a Deftones-y vibe. I see. And that's the type of music which I've, always liked but i don't listen to enough so it's kind of like whenever we're focusing on stuff for this podcast like hard rock and metal mm-hmm. i kind of let stuff like that slip by me sometimes yeah and then you go see a band like this which you know is there and you've i've listened to their music but you see them live and you think wow you know you just forget how you fell asleep on it yeah how great yeah, more yeah. there's this great stuff out here that mm-hmm. we need to be checking out more often but so, yeah, I'm really, really glad to be able to check them out. They played the album in its entirety. Nice. And then they encored with a cover of Comfortably Numb. Really? Yeah, which was a unique choice because it wasn't anything, you know, anyone saw coming. Yeah. And they pulled it off great. And, you know, back what we knew from Aaron as a vocalist before this, like you mentioned, Don Armada, you know, he always did. You know, the, the heavy, growly vocals yeah. as well as clean singing. Yeah. And we always knew he was great at clean singing, but this is entirely clean, and, you know, he does a fantastic job. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. As does, you know, what we know from Jake and Johnny, both fantastic, and this whole band's great. Like I said, you know, I'm just glad to be able to finally see him live and check that off the list. And yeah. Check out Tides now everywhere that you can buy music. That's right. Look him up on Facebook. Modern Myth is all one word. All right, so how about this show at the Shrine? Oh, yes. 
where you went and saw everybody but the headliner. So I won't even mention that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It was my birthday. That's right. And it was a work night. So, you know, couldn't stay out too late. But we were able to see, we were able to see Screaming Red Mutiny was first. Um, and, you know, they threw down, as always, their new bass player, Brandon, uh, is, you know, he's, he's the guy for the job. He, he, he knew his parts. He was energetic. Uh, he fit the band really well. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then of course, uh, you know, you got Anthony and Nick who, you know, they're awesome. Always, uh, always putting on a good show. Um, tight as a drum. Uh, you know, Sprout, what can you say? I mean, he was really, he was really digging in, man. His vocals are just, his vocals are sick, you know? I mean, he's just, he's got the guttural thing down and then he can switch right to clean. It's just, it's fucking awesome, you know? And, you know, it's good to see those guys and talk to him for a minute. Uh, and of course, Sign of Lies, and that's what I was saying earlier, you know, Sign of Lies is, is, you know, I, I think it's safe to say they're kind of blowing up a little bit. I mean, they're, they're, they're playing everywhere. Um, and rightly so. I mean, these guys, they're young, they're hungry. Uh, you know, they're, they're very well rehearsed. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think that every band I'm sure has, you know, they notice a screw up here or two in their set, but it seems flawless. Um, and, you know, uh, the drummer sings, the guitar player sings, uh, and, and, you know, they've got a good presence and, you know, good, it's just good heavy metal. I mean, it's just heavy metal. Um, maybe sometimes there's a little bit of a modern slant, but I mean, it's just good heavy metal and just talented, talented dudes. And, uh, you know, they're playing Thunder Underground Fest. Which something to point out is, you know, the first couple of times I saw them, they were a four piece. Yes. They had a singer and then. When the singer left, they, you know, it announced that they were looking for a vocalist mm -hmm. and kind of went through that for a few months. And then at some point they just decided it'd be a three piece. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if they're still looking for a vocalist. I mean, I, I, I would, I would think that could only make it better as in just, you know, the, you know, it just takes some pressure off the guys. But I mean, they're great the way they are. I mean, they're, they're pulling it off and they sound fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe they don't need that. I don't know. You know, I think they're doing great right now. Yeah. And they sound fucking amazing. Um, so that was, that was a treat. And then the surprise of the night for me, because I didn't know a band called Tala had been added to T-A-L-L-A-H had been added to the, to the bill. So I found that out, you know, somewhere along the evening and I just Googled them. But didn't you tell me that you thought it sounded familiar? Or you no, I didn't it? even know. Oh, just, okay. Cause I, 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 I just was, because it said, you know, they weren't from around here. So I Googled them. Lo and behold, it's uh, Max Portnoy's new band who that is the son of fucking Mike Portnoy. And if you don't know who that is, go turn this fucking podcast off right fucking now. <laughs> So, I mean, I was like, what the fuck? And so then I look over to that corner where there's some dudes getting their instruments ready, guy getting a, a drum set ready, and there's a fucking guy that looks like a young Mike Portnoy getting his fucking drum set. I was like, holy shit, how did I miss this, you know? It's kind of like Brody and Mallrats. How did I miss Stan Lee in my mall? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? How did I fucking miss this? How did I miss Max Portnoy in my vineyard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, wow, you know, and so these guys set up and they get going and it's just, it's just fucking insane. It's just get the fuck out of the way. It's, it's just, it's loud, frenetic, crazy fucking, uh, you know, I don't want to say noise because that sounds like a bad term, but in a way, it's kind of that noise metal. The noise genre. Right? Genre, you yeah, know, okay. it's just twists and turns at every fucking measure. Um, you know, bass players in a fucking baboon suit doing handstands. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding you. 
doing handstands while he's got his bass on? Yeah, he'll like he'll pause, do a handstand, fucking come back down, to keep playing his bass. Like, where is he? Is he like holding the bass while he's doing a handstand? Yeah, he's like he's like holding it and like you know doing a handstand with one hand real quick, kind of like he's trying to do a skateboard move or some shit. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, and then fucking you've got this singer who uh, I guess I can't his I, I'm sorry his name escapes me right now. Um, but he's like a YouTube sensation. He he does covers of all these songs because he's got a voice like fucking insane, crazy. He can growl, he can sing, you know. He can he can do all the different types of death metal growls and squeals and you know grindcore fucking you know pig vocals. Wow! But then he can sing like a fucking angel too, and it's like you know, and he's like this wiry, skinny kid with rose-colored glasses and dangly earrings and a fro like the guy from Greta Van Fleet, and he scales up the fucking wall and he grabs a rafter up on the ceiling and he's fucking you know walking himself, you know, to the other side of the club on the rafters like a jungle gym, and I'm not fucking kidding you people, this is what he's doing, <laughs> and every now and then, you know, he, you know, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's just insane what these guys are doing, and it's just, you didn't know from one measure to the next where they were going to go with it, and it was just like, you didn't know what was going to happen, you know, one motherfucker, uh, you know, the guitar player, he fucking runs off stage, goes and finds some random guy at the bar, kisses him on the mouth, and runs back up on stage and keeps fucking playing. Again, I'm not kidding you. This fucking happened. <laughs> and this is all in the span of like 20, 25 goddamn minutes because they were like kind of a, a last add-on to the show from what I heard. So they just kind of got up there and got off, you know? So that was that. Yeah, I and guess literally. so. <laughs> and, and, you know, Max Portnoy, he's, he had this little tiny fucking, you know, drum set. You know, he had two snares. I mean, I don't, it's just, they were fucking nuts. And so, you know, there was that. And uh, Less Than Human was next. And, I mean, what can I say about these guys? I think that Josh, their drummer, for me on this show, I mean, we've seen these guys a million times. Yeah. We love them every time we see them. We'll see them again on October 20th. At the Thunder or 19th, Fest. I can't remember which day. One, one of those days. <laughs> I'll have a list in front of me. But I, I think, and, 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 you know, I talked to a couple of the guys beforehand, and I know there was a little bit of pressure. You know, Mike Porton was kids in the house. I better fucking play my drums good. <laughs> and he fucking, I mean, he just fucking killed it. I mean, you could see through his makeup. You could see the intensity on his face and in his eyes, and he was just, you know, sober as a judge, fucking concentrated as fuck, focused as hell, just killing the drums, blast beats, fucking everything was on point, and for some reason, I watched him the most out of, uh, you know, all four of the, the less than human guys and girl. Um... But, I mean, they, they killed it as they always do. And, I mean, you know, they're just hair whipping around, you know, fucking stomping around, head banging. Um, I mean, fucking Brittany had her Slayer shirt with some really cool fucking makeup. And, I mean, it's just, it's, less than human is, is kind of like, you know, they're, you know, those few bands around here that we really, really, really love. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of like home. You always know what you're going to get when you see these guys, and it's always fucking awesome. And, you know, you're always fulfilled after you've seen them. So, that, I mean, that was a great fucking thing to see on my birthday. I enjoyed it. So, there, that's, that, that was that show. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I did it justice. Yeah, I think so. Well, I did, I remembered that when you described that Tala band to me, you said, they were like System of a Down on crack. Yo, they were, and they fucking did a cover of Sugar. Okay. And they fucking nailed it. Like, even the fucking singer had every fucking little crazy syllable that Surge does. It was fucking insane. So, <laughs> Which yeah. is crazy, because people would say System of a Down is something on crack, you know? I know, so but... So they say this is this, like double. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Alice in Chains came out with their newest album here a few weeks ago, and we've been meaning to get to it, so we finally are here. Rainier Fog is the third album to feature William Duvall on the vocals. I mean, he's been in the band now for, what, 13 years, I guess? I think or something? so. I think so. I mean... 
And he's That's been with Cantrell longer. Yeah. I mean, he was with Cantrell since the late 90s or yeah, 2000. Because so. what year did we see him in? 2000, 2001? Mm-hmm. And comes with the fall, what they opened show, and yeah. they were his backing band. Yeah, exactly. When I was talking to Steve Ray the other day, he mentioned that show. I can't remember how it came up. Nice. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, he's now been in his band close to as long as Lane Staley was, you know, as far as an active member, I guess. Of course. You know, I, it's Alice in Chains. I always have high hopes, but, you know, we're in the second era of Alice in Chains, so you know. Yeah. You know, you don't know how to say it with that. It's a little different. Yeah. But the last two albums, you know, we talked about this earlier this year when we did the Alice in Chains every album in a row thing. Both these albums of William Duvall are really good. So I assumed this one was going to be good. And like after it came out, I didn't listen to it the first day or two, a couple of days. And I actually read a lot of stuff and it seemed pretty divisive. Like really? You would see people say, this is the greatest thing they've done since, you know, the self-titled album with Lynn Staley. And then oh, I wow. saw other people saying, <clears throat> you know, like our buddy Jason Carroll said, I don't like this at all. He said, it's yeah. got some good songs, a few good songs, but it's not anywhere near as good as the other two. Yeah. And granted, I listened to it once straight through, and my first instinct listening to it was, this is good and it's solid, but yeah, it's not as good as the previous two with William mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah. There's two or three songs that really jumped out at me, but there wasn't even songs that jumped out to the level that say, check my brain or voices or, you know, other great songs from those two albums, but the way those did. And so then going back a second or third time and I started listening to it more because I was going to the show and knew they were playing several of the songs after about like say the third listen or something it just something clicked clicked yeah and it, you know that happens sometimes with albums like you give it a few more tries and just something happens now when I've listened to it I like it better than the other two with really all. nice like nice. not saying anything negative about those I've already said I love them but there, it, there's just something about this as a whole yeah and, you know, because when I first listened, there were the songs like, um, the, you know, the first song, The One You Know, and then Drone, Maybe, and Never Fade, So yeah. Far Under. You know, all those kind of jumped out a little bit now when I listen to it all together. You know, I love all these, you know, Fly, Red Giant. Yeah, I remember the, like The Red last Giant. song, All yeah. I Am, is like seven minutes long, and it's even, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just rambling. You haven't yeah. even said anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're I'm... fine. Because, I mean, admittedly, you've listened to it more than I have. I'm still I'm still trying to get through it. But I know that you've... I know you've listened to the yes. whole thing, and I know... I think you were kind of along the same lines of, you know, I like it, but it's doesn't live up to the yeah. last two for me. I don't yeah. know. Well, I need to listen a little bit more. But the... The song never fade now to me as as good as anything that this band has done. Really? Okay. With William Duvall. Yeah. And then, you know, seeing them live, they played four of these songs. They played Never Fade, So Far Under, Red Giant, and The One You Know. Okay. And, <clears throat> you know, everybody knows this band, and you know they're a great live band. You know what you're going to get. It's been stated a million times if people that like, oh, it's not the same, you know, but then people will tell you, you know, William Duvall is great, so go see it. Yeah. And, you know, so we don't need to go through all that, but the thing I love about this is this is a band that obviously could settle on nostalgia. Yeah. Like other bands. Yes. But they don't at all. They open their show with Check My Brain, which is nice. a William Duvall song. That's awesome. And then, like I said, they played these four songs. They played, I think, two. They played seven songs that were William Duvall songs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you know, and then they played, of course, tons of other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's probably sixteen, eighteen songs in the set list. And you know, if it was up to me, it would have a shitload more off facelift or something that it did. Yeah. But you know, you can't complain because I just love the fact that this band isn't resting on their laurels or whatever. Exactly. They keep the work. They keep working. Yeah. And. They still sound amazing, all four of them. Jerry Cantrell, of course, you know, live is a huge part of that sound, mm-hmm. live and on record with yeah. the, the harmonies. And, you know, they did the, the stuff like Got Me Wrong, where he's singing and everything as well. Yeah. So, 
if you're one of those rare people that's just like, oh, I'm not saying I'm not going, just pull your head out your ass and go. Just go. You'll yeah. love it. Yeah. See you, Allison Chains, Rainier Fog. If you're someone that, like Jason, it's like, well, it's cool, but <laughs> give it some more shots. I promise. There's stuff in here you'll dig. <laughs> that was me getting thrown under the bus by you. <laughs> I met Jason Carroll night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sure. All right. So, do you want to let's play a song before yes. we get into more? Let's more concerts. All right. We got a band here out of Michigan called Heart of Jordan, and this song is called Deny. <laughs> off their debut album which is actually coming out tomorrow so get online and check this out this is a band from lansing michigan and kind of like we've mentioned before it seems like michigan probably the place we play the most music from besides <laughs> oklahoma bands yeah there's something going on up there yeah and that's good yeah and i mean kind of like i think i don't remember who the last band was but we mentioned then it's not just all the same kind of thing yeah there's a lot of different stuff going i mean on. This obviously driving metal, you know, akin to, you know, some of the, what the new wave of American heavy metal bands, a yeah. little bit of metalcore in there, but not really, you know, and it's just good stuff, good solid metal. That's right. And 
you know, when we mentioned with those other Michigan bands, we've had stuff all over the place, you know. So yeah. it's kind of cool to, to know that, obviously, Michigan's a big place, but to know that there's a good mix of stuff going on. I know, yeah. It's uh, it's comforting. So, yeah, check out Heart of Jordan online and look, follow them on Facebook. That album's on Spotify, or it'll be on Spotify here coming up in a day. Yeah, yes, sir. All right, so the next show... That be the machine in the mountain, or you want to talk about a pine burn? Let's talk about machine in the mountain. That was longer ago. Okay, yeah, let's do that. So machine in the mountain and Billy Joe Winghead with the Vanguard, right? And I hadn't seen machine in the mountain in a while. Hadn't seen and I really hadn't seen <laughs> Billy Joe Winghead in a long goddamn time. Right. It's like they they're back, and I know that they've played some shows recently, and yeah. I've seen. When they were playing a show and I couldn't go and I was bummed, but I'm like, I can't believe they're, they're back because I remember liking them way back. Yeah. And, you know, that had been, like you said, what, was it the late 90s? I think so, yeah. It was I the mean, 90s, I think. It was, I don't even, yeah, it had to be late 90s. I can't even fucking remember. It's been yeah. so long. But, you know, they were back, theremin and all. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see, you know, bands like this because they set themselves apart, you know? Exactly. I mean, they're just a straight up, you just call it straight up hard, not even real hard, but just rock yeah. and roll band, you know? And, yeah. Um, but they still have their own feel and their own sound. Yeah. And I, you know, was really glad to see that. And it was great to see them again. Yeah. And I hope to see them, you know, continue and hang around. Definitely. Hopefully that's the plan here. But Machine in the Mountain, of course, was up next and they, they played... Their new EP, which is not out yet. Yes. But they played it in its entirety. I believe it was four songs. Okay. And then, of course, then they went into their other stuff. But this band, you know, could play covers of, you know, fucking Three Days Grace, and it would probably be awesome. Okay? <laughs> That's the only way it'd be awesome if it was Machine in the Mountain. Right. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Machine in the Mountain, they've got three EPs out now. Yes. And a new one coming. You know, they're an instrumental metal band that falls into the, you know, probably progressive metal area. Yes. And they are all four exceptional musicians, and they're just freaking amazing to watch. Yes, they to. are. So, yeah, looking forward to this new EP that's coming out. I don't know if they've said when yet or not, but it should be soon. I'm not sure. We need we need to talk to them soon. That's right. Yeah, we we mentioned that and actually talked about that recently. That yes. It's been a while. It's been two years now, actually, because yeah. Doug shared that that post here. That's right. And it was actually—I right. believe it was actually that day. Remember yeah, that? I think so. Yeah, because we—the day of that show. Yeah, I talked about it with Mike uh, when we got there about that post. But yeah, it needs to happen. And the, and you know, I echo everything Trent said. I mean, these guys are insane live, and you don't you don't you don't fucking need a singer when you've got these four guys on stage. Um, it, it's just not it's just not something that you need in the equation. This has got everything you need. That's right. So, yeah, look up Machine in the Mountain, people. Finally, something really recent was this past weekend. Yes, this past weekend, uh, my girlfriend and I went to Oklahoma City to see Upon a Burning Body and Necrogoblicon. Kind of a last-minute deal. You know, what do you want to do this weekend? Um, so, we went, never been to 89th Street. That was a cool venue, small venue. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I won't, okay. Upon a burning body was cool. They're great. Um, they're the headliners. Um, I know a few of their songs. I know enough to enjoy a set and they were awesome. And Texas blood money. Yes. And you know, they put on a fucking show. They've got lights. They've got fog. Um, We'd seen him at Rocklahoma. Yes, years ago. definitely. That was a real short set. Yeah, and it was there during the daytime. Yeah. Um, but it was really kind of like you know a mini tool set where you didn't really see any of them. I right. saw silhouettes. You know because oh, there were so many. Yeah, yeah. It was they kept it dark and they kept the the light show in the back, going through the fog. So it was just kind of you know, I mean every now and then you know you'd see a face or something, but. You know, you really, you know, it was just, it was more about the visuals. Um, but, you know, they played, you know, like you said, Texas Blood Money. They played, you know, the song they did with Ice-T. 
and that's great. But the band that opened for him, Necrogoblicon, was where his fucking hat. Okay. I mean, they're like, okay, listen. Listen, first off, I've heard him on Sirius, but I've, I've heard the name. I'd never heard him until that day. But I'd never looked into him yes. to know what was really going on. I just heard it, the music on Sirius. It's it's like a it's like a melodic death metal band with like some power or folk metal yeah. just intricacies here and there. You know, they come on stage, they've got a keyboard player, which is where that comes in. You know, and, and the, the drummer is, you know, real power metal looking. And looks doesn't matter, but I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. <laughs> the singer has got the, you know, the headband and the ironic handlebar mustache and the all-over Bud Light tank top. And, um, you know, and the two guitar players and the bass player. The bass player looks like Blasco. And, you know, he looks like he could be in, you know, Saxon or something. Or, you know, fucking... Uh, like maybe a younger Saxon, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. I might have just shown my ass on that one, but whatever. But you've got this fucking, you got this guy in the fucking goblin costume that's fucking running around all night, fucking head banging, throwing up the horns, you know, fucking, and it's just, it's hilarious and it's awesome. And it's like just 40 minutes of not giving a fuck and just, head banging and just not letting up. And it was one of the coolest live shows I've seen all year. Wow. Um, it was f- fucking rad. <clears throat> their songs, you know, they're, they're hard and they're heavy and they're, they're, you know, they take twists and turns, but there's, there's also like catchy parts. Um, and you know, everybody, when they went to the merch table after the show, everybody just wanted a picture with the guy in the goblin costume. So this guy didn't even play an instrument. He didn't play an instrument. Okay. <laughs> he just fucking rages. He he's like he's like a he's like the heavy metal hype man. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it was fucking awesome. So there <laughs> you go. I, I I really enjoyed Necrogoblicon. Look him up, and you know, goblins, man, they're taking over. <laughs> Hashtag goblins are taking over. Aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got. Like I mentioned earlier, Steve Ray's coming up. Yes. We've still got Wither coming up. That's right. We're pretty soon going to be recording in Stone Temple Pilots every album in a row episode with Brandon from Driver. Yes. Who Driver's band I didn't mention that's playing Thunder Underground Fest. That's right. And, you know, those are the things that are set in stone. We've got a couple other things here working up. Exactly. You know, by the next time we see you, I'm going to see Slash this weekend, going to see Billy Idol this weekend. That's right. I'll be at Primus this weekend. And every band I just mentioned, I think, is going to be at Louder Than Life, right? Yes. Or is Billy Idol going to be there? Yes, he is. Okay. And I'm going to Louder Than Life next weekend. Yeah, so that would be the following weekend. Yeah. And the weekend after that, I'm going to Cal Jam. Look at you, motherfucker. Hey, you're going to Kentucky, I'm going to California. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) But that features Tenacious D. Fuck yeah, the D. Yeah. And of course, Foo Fighters and Iggy Pop and Billy Idol and a bunch of other bands. Of course. But yeah, so we'll be talking about all that stuff here in the coming weeks. And of course, previewing Thunder Underground Fest and of course, post Thunder Underground Fest and all that great stuff. Travis and Mark should be on here at some point. Yes, definitely. From Scarstruck Entertainment. But yeah, mention all that stuff. That's all coming in the future. But here in the past are 188 episodes that you should check out. We just talked about a ton of different things. That's right. They kind of span the gamut of different genres, and that's kind of what our stuff has done. That's what we do. There's a lot of episodes where they're just like this, where we just talk about shows and albums and whatnot, play music. But then there's tons of ones where we've had interviews. And we recently had on Kevin Martin from Candlebox, which that was a great one. Yep. We had on Tommy Victor from Prong here a couple months ago. That was rad. Mike Dean from COC recently. And if you go back quite a ways, we had on Reed Mullen from COC as well. You mentioned Saxon a little while ago. Biff Byford was on this podcast. That was badass. I know it was a life-changing event for you. It was. I couldn't believe it. We also had on Damon Johnson and Ricky Work from the bland, the bland, the very unbland band. That's right. Bax. God damn it. We had on Damon Johnson and Ricky Warwick from the band Black Star Writers. Thank you. You're Speaking welcome. of recently. Yeah, Damon Johnson is leaving Black Star Writers. 
But it wasn't just like, oh, if I'm quitting, he announced he's yes. going through the end of the year. And then, but he will still be with the band when they do their Thin Lizzy dates. Yes. Moving forward. And he's just decided to focus on his solo career and his session, songwriting yeah. and session work. Which, you know, hey, I'll miss the fact that he's in Black Star Riders, but if this means we get more solo music out of the deal, then that's cool. Then that's a win for me. Yeah, yeah, because we love Damon Johnson. And filling in for him will be guitarist from Stone Sour. Yes. Which, you know, when you hear that, it seems like a kind of out of left field fit, but, yeah. you know, it'll work good, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Black Star Riders, if you've never checked them out, check them out. They're a great band. And then, yeah, we've had on John Connolly from Seven Dust, Gene Simmons from the rock group Kiss. You might have heard of him. Bruce Kulick used to be in Kiss for quite a while. He was played on their arguably best album, Revenge. Of course. You thought I was going to say Hot in the Shade, but I did not. Well, you threw me for a loop there. Yeah. He's also in the band Grand Funk Railroad now. That's we've right. had on guys from, if you like the melodic, the glam rock, and all the stuff we've talked about countless times. We've had on Mark Kendall from Great White a couple of times, Frank Hannon from Tesla, Joey Allen from Warrant, Ian Hogland from Europe, Mark Guest Scott from Trickster, Steve Blaze from Lillian Axe, Mark Twain from the Bullet Boys, and Bill Leverty from Firehouse, there you go. among many others. And we've had on just all kinds of stuff across the board. You know, we could keep rambling here 170 more times, but you get the picture. Oh, yeah, they get it. Yeah, soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. You can also find everything pretty much anywhere podcast heard. iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn. If you've got an Amazon Echo, say Alexa, play Thunder Underground Podcast on TuneIn, and it'll happen. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Thunder Underground. You can find us on Twitter, Ground. If you get on Patreon, get on there and search Thunder on the Ground. Give us a few bucks. Yeah, like the old Starship ad you say. Send us your money. Give us your money. That's right. Do it. We'll use it to buy paintball guns. Wow. We're going to bring that shit back. I'm going to freeze the paintballs because I'm a fucking bastard. You are an asshole. You sound like someone that listens you, to 3 Grand. You know what? You really are an asshole. Dennis Leary. <laughs> He's going to be on episode 191. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Something we should have talked about, but we didn't, which I don't even care if we do. But Motley Crue announced their recording. Oh, man, I, I meant to bring this up to you in the middle of this, and <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Bob Rock producing, I mean. Oh, I, I didn't see that part. Oh, yeah, Bob Rock. So it might be actually pretty good. Wow, I'm kind of looking forward to this. Thing. But everyone's like, oh, fuck, they never said, they said they weren't going to do it. It's like, no, fuck off. People are stupid. One, it's that. 2018. Nobody fucking quits anymore for good. Two, they never, they always said they weren't going to tour anymore. But they said they might do some music. They said they might do one-offs. I they see a fucking said, Las Vegas residency in the future. Right. So, you know. They actually said we're going to probably do music. Yes, exactly. So... Calm your collective fucking tits and, you know, just think about it. It's going to happen and it is happening. Right. Well, the last time they did a full album, Saints of Los Angeles, it was good. Yes. But then the one-off songs they did after that, like uh, Sex yeah. and the one, like the end of something or whatever. Yeah. That they released coinciding with the tour. I didn't care for either of those. Really. Yeah. But the fact that Bob Rock is here. Gives us hope. Yeah. I mean, he he helmed. Dr. Feelgood and the John Karabi album. Yep. Right? So, you know that... And, of course, this guy's done magic for a million other bands. Yes. And these songs are for the Netflix movie that they're doing. Which, to me, seems kind of weird. Like, why are you making new music for a movie about the past? But Who knows? Maybe it's just a good thing to promote yes. outside of it. Exactly. It might not be included in it, but you exactly. never know. So, yeah, there you go. If you're a Motley Crue fan, look for that shit. But Hell, yeah. more importantly, we'll be looking for Mick Mars' album that was supposed to come like two years ago. With John Karabi on it. Yeah. I think his album's turning into like the next Guns N' Roses slash Tool we'll album. We'll see. You know, album. Next Chinese democracy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You can also listen to us every Monday night. 1027 WSNR. 
Thank you to them for having us on every week. And thank you to you for listening every week. Like we mentioned earlier, check out all these bands we mentioned if you're not familiar with them. And if you're in anywhere in near the Oklahoma area, we'll see you on October 19th and 20th. Hell Thunder yes. Underground Fest, the Venue Shrine in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.